Welcome to the Universe is Talking podcast. I'm your host, King. And I'm your host, Aja. Today's episode is going to be titled Sisterhood in a Male-Driven World. This mm-hmm. particular episode was inspired by a tweet from Aja. So I'm going to let her introduce this one and start us off. Okay. So um, I think King explained some time ago that occasionally what happens what inspires our conversations with you because that's what that's how I look at these podcasts as conversations that we're having with each other and with you. Um, but what inspires them is something that happens, something we see, and we may tweet about it or we may DM each other or speak on the phone and just kind of like share our thoughts about things that are happening in the world. I can't tell you what exactly was happening, but I know that it was some shit that was between some women um, who were against each other at the time. And it was likely something that was very superficial. So my tweet that um, was back in November was earrings or not, makeup or bare, both are natural, FYI, short or tall, skinny or full, outspoken or reserved, traditional or unconventional, jazzy or prim, we black women are beautiful. No one can or should try to place us in any box where we're fighting each other to get out. And um, I know that I said that in response to something that was happening at the time and not necessarily something that's happening right now, but I know that I've observed this for a lot of my adult life where women will judge each other based on something that we see we're doing. And um, I'm always most concerned with us black women, okay, but this is something that happens with all women. And I'm not sure that um, we realize this, but it's something that we need to face, that so much of what we do or don't do is driven by men's needs, their desires, and expectations. And I realize that King is on this call. He's a man, very clearly. So he has a different perspective, but I want to start with mine and then get his thoughts. Um, But men have been constructing a world that women comply and fit within for a very long time. And unless men are telling us what to do with our reproductive systems or they're keeping us from climbing the corporate ladder at work, we generally fail to see it. But it's so prevalent that men have such an influence on women there are whole institutions, especially of learning, that separate men and women so that women especially can benefit from learning and growing without the influence of men. An example that I can give you is, um, for me, going to an all-girls high school. I went to all-girls Catholic college prep high school and one of their, like, claim to fame was to rear, to educate women without the influence and distraction of men. 
Now, granted, there was an entire Catholic all-boys school that was like less than a mile away. So oftentimes at the end of the day when school was let out, those boys would come around to the girls' school because, you know, why wouldn't they? Um, to see girls, prop girls, you know, sometimes we were the girlfriends of these boys. But all day, our learning from the time that we came into the building until we left the building was without the influence of other boys. Now, I did not want to go to an all-girls school. I thought that was going to be cheesy. I wanted to um, fight my mom on it. And, I mean, if you know my mom, you know that was impossible but one of the things that I tried to do, I even tried to, like, not really do well <laughs> my freshman year so that I wouldn't get the the grades to stay. But that didn't really work out because I just <laughs> am good. who I am. It didn't, it didn't. I didn't like what it felt like. And it was really hard for me to fail. Um, I, I've always been pretty studious. So school kind of came easy to me. So even when I wasn't doing well, it was still well enough to, like, stay. And so after a while, I started to see the benefits of being in this school. One of the things I can tell you, and I think that's what makes it very clear to me, that we are often, women are often doing things for male attention based on what men want, is that when the absence of men, with the exception of the teachers, because we did have men teachers, the absence of boys was um, present there was often more of focus on, um, number one, our education. There was less emphasis on the way that we looked. And women tended to get, we got along with each other a lot better um, than what I observed outside of the all-girls school that I went to. Wait, you're saying that in, in the all-girls school, the, we, the there women, was a, the girls got along better because yes. of the men there? Right, okay, right. Okay, And and oftentimes, and you'll see, you could see it there. There being an immediate shift when you go outside of school, and these same boys, the boys that I was telling you about from the all boys school, because the way our school was set up, it was there was all girls school, and then there's all boys school that was around the corner, and our school was set up that like dances, like any type of social situations that our school sponsored, the only boys that were allowed to come were the boys from that school, okay? Even when I was like, I was in a couple of different choirs. I was in like three different types of choirs. When we joined with another school, we joined with that school, there were there were courses that you could not take at our school, but you could take at their school. We were a brother and sister school, so oftentimes we would have some we would have a lot of contact with these boys. But for the the majority of the time, we were separated from them. We were being educated separately from these boys, and like I said, all day you were just with girls. That's it. And your male, you would have male, some male teachers, very few, but some male teachers, but there were no other boys around to influence our behavior. So what your friends were, were girls. That was it. That's who you spent your day with. There was a lot less catty behavior. Um, also, I can tell you a lot of people did not come to school looking all glamorous. Like there just wasn't a need for it. Like, cause why the hell do I care what you look like? Like, I don't care 
what you look like. I could care less if your hair is fly or if you got makeup on. Or and since we wore uniforms, there really wasn't much you could do. Like the, the best you could do was to roll up your skirt to make your skirt shorter, which made the news, by the way. But anyway, there's no way in hell I could have went to an all-boys school. But a lot. I mean, around at all times. I get that, but see, here's the thing: I had no shortage of boyfriends in high school. There, there was no shortage. All it meant for us was that our education was strictly unhindered by what comes with that co-ed environment, and a lot of what co-ed environments breed is competition. See, this is the thing that I think that we women don't really like to say. We want to say that we do a lot of these things that we do, the hair, the makeup, the way we dress. We say we're doing that because we love the way it feels to us. But when you don't have men around, you often see that women don't do those things at all because why do why would another woman care that you look or smell or present this way we don't when we're just around each other we're just each other we're just who we are and we don't have that influence of what men think is beautiful because when you even let's just look at that so if we do the makeup, we do the hair, we do the way we dress. Like, all those things are just for us. But my question is, who said those things were even pretty to begin with? Who even said that's something to do? Who even made that a thing? Let's just be honest. It's men. Men okay, have so decided. So women, women have this idea that, Men think that this is sexy, this is presentable, this is pretty, and they are operating off of that logic. Is that what, what you're saying? I'm saying that over time, that okay, so today, yes, but there okay, was a yeah. time that men, there was a time that men would say that all those things were not what women should present themselves as, the only whores promiscuous women or gotcha. provocative women would put makeup on, would wear red lipstick or would, you know, let their hair show or would allow skin to show all these things. And we're not going to get into religion and the influence of the patriarchy and religion, but it's still the same. Men have controlled, have influenced the way that women see themselves and oftentimes in the way that we see each other, the way we're judging each other, the idea that one type of woman is more a woman or a better woman than someone else. Like, who decides that? And although I agree that in some cases women who pile makeup on, who might wear different weaves or certain types of hairstyles, or maybe even act provocatively or seek attention, that some of them may have some self-love issues. I'm not saying that that's not the case. But can't the opposite be said? Can it be said that women who goes out of their way to not wear makeup, 
who make sure that their hair is not a door that covers up their body, that can't you say that those women may also have the same type of issues because they're trying so hard to not be something that they may naturally want to be. The fact that we're against each other in this is the problem that I have because it doesn't build us up. It doesn't move us forward. It doesn't even matter. I mean, I, I, I think that it should matter that we love ourselves and that we're loving each other, that we're not against each other. But so much of that, so much of our arguments and our issues with each other are often based on something that men have constructed, which is what a woman should wear, what a woman should say and do, just who we are. All of that is influenced by men. Let's be clear. If a man is trying to have that much input on what that woman is looking like and what that woman is saying, he's trying to control her. But you you know what? Let me interrupt. I don't mean a man-to-woman relationship. I just mean in general from a societal standpoint. Now, granted, right. it does, it does, yeah. I even just mean. Society, the, men, the men or men are trying to control the women and limit them mm-hmm. if they're trying to have that much input into it. Well, I mean, it's not if, it is. We live in a male-driven society. We do. Men have been controlling women in the way that we live, the way that we are, who we are in marriages and relationships, who we are at work, what we're allowed to do. I mean, even from a political standpoint, we will not vote for a woman to be the leader of this country. Why? Because she's a woman. We're supposedly too emotional. Men have been driving who we are and what we're capable of doing for so long that we don't even see it. We just don't even see it because it just is. It just really is. Like I said, when you remove men, when you remove them from a group of young women who are growing and learning, you remove their influence for an entire day, you don't have fights. You literally have no fights. My daughter loves using that word, literally. You literally have not one fight. None of it. None of that petty shit. It starts to go away because we're not trying to get his attention. Whoever the boy is, whoever they are, we don't care. We don't care about any of those things because once we insert you all, what are you all doing? You're, what you're trying to do is you're choosing one or a few women, girls, depending on your age, who you want to get with, who you want to take out, who you eventually want to kiss and touch and finger and fuck. And marry. You're choosing. And, and reproduce with. Not at that time. Not usually. Not in the beginning. But yes, possibly. Yes, yeah, over time, possibly. over time. Over time. Over time. After the maybe first the one, second. <laughs> maybe maybe the maybe around the fifth or sixth one. <laughs> we start to get an idea. 
Yeah, but in the beginning, it's just about who you're going to be with for now. So what happens is the women in this situation, there's so many of us and so few of y'all, the women in this situation start to inadvertently do things to become the better person. Depending on what you say you want, we start to become that. Now, I'm just saying in general. So let's just say we're looking for a certain type of man. And that certain type of man is a man that believes that a woman, a true woman, a real woman, a good woman, doesn't flaunt these things. Then guess what? Oftentimes that woman seeking that type of man will then go about her presentation in a certain kind of way because she wants to be that type of woman. And so then oftentimes she starts looking at the women who are doing things that she used to do presenting in the way she used to present as being blind, like blind, misguided, being whorish. And my thing is men will fuck a woman who is holy, pure looking, and whorish, quote, unquote. Speaking of of men would fuck, I I woke up around 2 in the morning the other day, and I looked out my window, and right outside my house, a prostitute was in somebody's truck giving them head right outside my house. And I mm. knew she was giving them head because I could tell by the motion of her head. Yeah. I'm sure you know that motion well. Oh, yeah, I know that for Yeah, yeah. I know that one very Especially well. Especially in a, in a car. Yeah, for sure. You know I do. But <laughs> what I'm saying is you are right. A man will, apparently men will fuck anything regardless of how good or bad she looks, how clean or dirty she looks. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're just gonna fuck. Right. Anybody. Now, now yeah. you know what? Nope. Let's go away from me. But <laughs> somebody I know very well, I know him very, very, very well, has a little more standards. So if your ass is stinking, you're not gonna get fucked. You better get your nasty ass in the shower, and he's gonna leave while you're in the shower, and you need to rethink the whole process. But that's him. That's him. That's him. Yeah, I mean, I think that what I'm speaking of specifically in regards to who we are, I'm saying from a very superficial standpoint, we seem to be against each other. We also had somewhat, we, we talked about this, we touched upon it a little bit in our podcast in the first season that addressed um, Steph Curry's wife. What's her name? Aisha? Right. And um, she, part of her, a lot of the backlash that she received was from a lot of the women that she talked about inadvertently when she was making judgments and casting aspersions on um, people who, women who dressed more provocatively. And um, she, at that time, you know, was judging them and saying that they were women who were trying to get a man. And all of this may be true. I mean, you know, a woman may be dressed this way to get men, but a woman who may be dressed the complete opposite and covering up, that may be not just for herself. That may be strictly because she's also trying to get a certain man. My thing is, if we That's remove men... Can see very well, regardless of if it's covered or not. If if that man's eye is trained properly, 
he can see everything that she's hot, and then he can he can know if he wants to pursue that very hard to uncover it, or if he's just going to keep walking by and let it stay covered up. Right. That depends on how well his eye is trained. And here's my thing, and I'm going to say this, and I love you, so I, I mean this in a very loving way, but who the fuck cares what y'all think? You know what I mean? That's my point. My point, my whole point with this podcast is fuck them. Fuck y'all. We don't care. We shouldn't. The caring, the caring about what men like, don't like, what they think is a woman and not a woman, what they think is a good woman or a bad woman shouldn't be our shit. It should not be what we care about, okay? We should care about those things in relation to the men that we ultimately choose to build our lives with whether that be starting with friendship and moving on to something more serious. Those men that we are deeply bonded with, yes, we should care about those things, but it should also be with the caveat that we are going to be who we are. Regardless, he should be accepting of who we are. If we are always presenting ourselves the way that we are, then this man is going to love that person, not whoever we are trying to present but who we are. So if we're honest with ourselves about who we are, we present that from the beginning, then this man chooses that person. You're not ending up with a man who wants somebody else, okay? But what I mean is why are we caring about what men think women should be? If we were to do less caring about that, we would, be, we would stop being against each other. One, we wouldn't be doing things for their attention. That's number one. Whether we're doing, whether we're uh, painting our faces, taking it on with makeup, whether we're wearing certain types of jewelry or wearing certain types of clothes, whether we're injecting our bodies with stuff to give ourselves a certain shape. Because, I mean, whoever said that having big breasts, small waist, having a big butt and round hips and big thighs, Whoever said that made you more a woman? Whoever said that's how you have to look? Men? Men. Women who say they're doing all that for themselves, why? Why? Why are you doing that for yourself? Why do you care that you have a big butt? When you sit down, does it sit? Do you sit? (laughs) Are you able to sit? Can you put your clothes on? Who said that having a certain shape was more desirable? Men. A man decided that a woman, a, a, a good-looking woman, looked this way. And since then, women have been working so hard, whether it's to augment themselves or even get in the gym. Because let's be honest, women spend a lot of time in the gym getting a certain type of body, getting their waist snatched. Why? Why? Working them glutes and building up their ass. Why? For what? If men weren't looking, if men didn't care, who cared whether your butt was a certain shape or size? Because I know I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Language. I don't look at another woman and say, 
Oh, girl, look at that ass on you. Love it. Love it. No, granted, I mean, I see beautiful women all the time. They come in all shapes and sizes and complexions. Some of them are bare, have nothing on their faces. Some of them are made up. Some of them have hair flowing down their back that's not theirs, and some of them is all theirs, and it's, you know, like kinked up to their scalp. I'm not saying I don't see beautiful. I see it. I acknowledge it. But what I'm saying is this pressure that we look a certain way, where does that come from if not from men? Because why do we care that a woman looks a certain kind of way? Why would we? We are who we are. And if we could focus on just being us, you imagine how powerful we'd be collectively if we weren't fighting against each other because some man said that this is the way we're supposed to look and supposed to act and supposed to talk? Imagine that. Imagine a world where our daughters grew up that way, just being who they are, whatever that is, without the influence of men. Now, am I a woman that thinks that we shouldn't have men? No, we should. I'm saying, are they influenced by us in that way? No, nah. you nah, nah, yeah, Trust to me. a degree, yeah. to a degree. I'm not saying that there aren't some moves that you guys make to impress every us. single thing that we do. But I don't think I don't think it's as deep. I don't think it's as deep. It I don't think it's as deep. It doesn't feel every like it. Every thing that we do. Really? Yeah, everything. Forever and ever. When we go shopping for our new clothes, mm-hmm. we're trying to put it together the right way mm-hmm. because we know we're either going out with a woman or we're trying to get a woman to notice us so we can go out with her. Okay. When How long does that last? For the rest Forever? of our entire life. When mm. we go. Get our hair I'm, learn, I'm learning something here, y'all. I'm learning. When we go get our hair cut, when we go get our hair done, mm-hmm. we're, we're eager to show our, our woman, our women in our lives, mother, aunt, sister, daughter, wife, girlfriend on the side, whoever it is, we're eager to show those women how we just got groomed so we could hear them compliment us on that. But when we're in the gym and we're lifting our weights, we're throwing out okay. whatever, we want I her to look at us and know he's a bad motherfucker. Okay. But are you against each other for the sake of that, though? You know, do you fight? Like when when one of you is, like, you know, doing all this shit, looking all muscular and, and, dri- and driving a certain type of car and, and, and maybe wear a certain type of clothes, you know, do you have the guys that are, like, you know, wearing the the koofy and the and the, um, you know, like covering themselves from head to toe and, and and saying sister and queen all the time. Are they looking at y'all? You know, are y'all against each other? Are y'all fighting each other? Are y'all having like internet social media wars where you call them one? I don't even know what a man calls. Cause see, we'll say she's a what a pick me or. You know, she's being a hoe, or we have like different names. Are y'all got names? Are y'all against each other in that way? I don't think so. I just don't. I don't think you gotta, so. You got to remember, 
You got to remember, I'm an athlete. Uh-huh. So when I'm looking at a man, I'm I'm looking at him with a different eye. I'm sizing his ass up, and I'm uh-huh. trying to figure out, is this going to be a fight where we got to fight all night, or can I take this motherfucker instantly? That's the fight that I'm having when I'm looking at a man. Okay. But do you understand what I'm saying? Of course see, I don't have a fight with I don't have a fight with any woman. You know, like now do I recognize that some of us can be misguided, possibly are misguided. Yes. But I don't see it just in the women with caked up face. I see it in even in the women who have like taken on this nun persona. Some of them I feel are so damaged that they've decided like I'm going to be everything opposite of what I used to be. Like, I think both of them can be, you know, and, and not to say that there aren't some variations in the middle, not to say I'm not some of the variation, you know. I'm saying I recognize it, but I'm not against. I love us. I love who we can be. I love my relationship that I have with women, that um, women who aren't like me at all. You know, I some of my closest, my closest, put it this way, I don't have any friends that are like me. I don't have one friend that's just like me, that, you know, has the life I have. There's not enough similarities. My friends have some qualities that I, that I share, but the majority of my friends are very bold, much more bold than I am. I have a friend who she's like she's my buddy. She, when she walks into a room, the room stops, okay? Like, she wears bright, bold colors. She's always sharp. This friend would never wear natural hair. She has said, I'm never letting the hair kink up, kink up on my neck. Look at me, natural hair. That's her. Am I against her? No. Do I think she's less than a woman? No. I think she's fierce. She's fierce. Our similarities are that we're both married and we have two children. We're both very intelligent women. I have a friend who has long flowing hair. It's very thick. It's natural. She don't care. Like, you know, it doesn't seem like she cares what the world thinks. She's extremely brainy. I have a friend who wears big, you know, bamboo earrings. She's, you know, she's a more round-the-way type girl. She's intelligent. I think that's the thing, like, that all my friends are smart. But, like, my friends are very different than I am. We're not the same. We're different, and I love them. We're sisters. There's a sisterhood here. I'm not against women who are not like me. Then see that amongst us, that we can't look at the differences of us and be okay with them. We've got to, like, hate each other in those differences and make judgments about each other with those differences. And we're not even realizing that both in all of that is really just feeding men. And I don't know what you think about it. I don't. I don't know what men collectively think about women who seem to have issues with each other based on the way that we present superficially. Because I think that you can't look at a woman and necessarily know whether she's smart or not, whether she's wholesome or not. I mean, I think yeah, that, that there's no way that we can look at you and know that part. We got to have some conversations with you and put mm-hmm. you through some things to see how your intelligence kick in at those moments. Mm-hmm. If if we're looking at buying a car for let's say thirty thousand, but there's a car that makes much more sense at twenty five thousand, 
can you intelligently communicate to us why the $25 car is the one that we should have because of the mileage, because of the year, because of the history on that vehicle? Just to give you some examples, I'm just using that as an example. Mm-hmm. Okay, it takes a lot of different scenarios for us to get that intelligence mm-hmm. out of a woman. But when you see us against each other, you know, and recognizing that it is a male-driven society and you are a man, what does, I mean, do you all even care that I you can, see us? I cannot speak for everybody. I can uh-huh. only speak for myself and those that are like me. Uh-huh. We don't even notice that shit, to be honest with you. Because we are too busy focusing on much more important shit, to be honest with you. We're focusing on the money that we have to make this year, the money that we have to make next year, and the money that we're going to have to make five years from now in order to hit the goals that we have set. We're focusing on starting our businesses. We're focusing on keeping our businesses running. We're focused on the kids and what the kids are going to need. We're focused on the home and what home improvements we're going to have to do for that time period. We're focused on the wife if we have a wife and making plans with the wife. Or or if we're not even married, but we have a fiancé or a girlfriend, period. We're thinking about all of that stuff so we don't even have time to recognize you got your hair done. Because we, in our mind, we're so far into these plans that we're setting to establish some type of empire that we, yeah, we missed that you actually got your nails done and it looked completely different from the last time when I last saw you, even if it was three hours ago. But we are just so far into our minds and planning shit for the future for both of us that we, we're missing that you got your hair done, you got your nails done, you just got into a disagreement with your girlfriend and now you're on the phone with another girlfriend to tell her all about it. We, we're walking in and out missing all of that and then yeah you might stop us and tell us that you got you need to talk to us and tell us what so and so did but even as we're standing there in your presence we're mentally 50 miles away thinking about a whole bunch of other stuff see and this is what i love about me and a woman because when men tell me stuff about like and they go down a long list of stuff that they're focused on and how they're not focused on some of these minute things that we seem to be focused on. I got to tell you, quite honestly, we focus on all of it. That's the beauty of a woman. And this is just an ode to the sisters that are listening. Um, whether you look, you know, whether you're glammed up all the time, doesn't matter how that is. Whether you keep it simple, doesn't matter what that looks like. The reality is the beauty of us is inside. All those things that King just said that they're focused on future, their finances, their businesses, you know, planning for uh, five years from now, ten years from now, all that stuff, trying to make it day-to-day in their job, trying to progress, trying to get promotions trying to concern themselves with their their wives. We're concerning ourselves with our husbands, our boyfriends, our children, our parents, our cousins, um, our friends. We're doing everything they're doing, and yet we still manage to get our shit together, looking good, looking fly, whatever that is. We think about it all, 
We're not limited. That's what's so beautiful about a woman. And I feel like we should just love that about ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong. I I would love it if we weren't influenced by men, not in that way. I think that a, a man has the ability to change our lives in so many positive ways. I think that allowing him to influence us once we've learned that he is the right man for us um, because he complements who we already are. I think that is a wonderful and beautiful thing. But in a perfect world, they wouldn't be influencing us to make us one way, to make us hate each other, to make us bicker over the way we look and the things we're saying, how we dress, what we're doing. We would just love each other and our differences. We would just do that because we're women. We're black women. Coming together and being powerful can only benefit us and also our men. Okay? So, um, yeah, I think, you know, you imagine what our children, like that, that idea of sisterhood, imagine having that network where we got along and we could trust our sisters with our children. We could trust them with ourselves. And we could feel safe enough to say that the reason why I, why I do all this, the reason why I cover up is because of something that happened to me, that I'm afraid of drawing attention. That's why I do all of this, to, to not appear provocative. Or the reason why I put all this makeup on every single day is because when it's not on, no one seems to notice me. But with all this on where I'm slaying all day, I'm looking fly, everybody says, everybody has something to say about me. For the first time in my life, someone seems to notice me, and I wasn't noticed before. But, yes, I'm doing this, I'm doing this to my body because, you know, I'm tired of a man not looking my way. And I do want a man to look my way. What if we could have those honest conversations with each other? And instead of judging, we love. We love. We become sisters. We can't keep saying we're sisters and we not act like sisters because these brothers are not loving us. We can't do that. We can't worry about them. We got to worry about us. They got to worry about them. Then this could be good for each other. Just something to think about. I am tired of seeing us against each other. The world is against us. We shouldn't be against each other. We should be coming together. Truth be told, we're tired of seeing it also, though. Men, men, men are tired of seeing women against each other also. Okay, so that was what I that was actually what I was trying to get at earlier was what do you all think about when you see us you know it's like and a lot of times you realize that most of these conversations are happening um with internet gangsters, you know what I mean, like they tapping the keys and they got all this stuff to say these like most people aren't really saying these things face to face those days is over, so a lot of times these women are against each other on the internet. 
Zelda. So you all, you all get to see it. No, 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 no. So, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not, okay. I'm not going to say where I work, what I do at my job, none of that. But okay. when it is only women, that is a much harder job times 10 versus when it's only men. Because when it's only men, we will laugh and bug out all day long, every single day, and have a great time amongst each other. Mm-hmm. Women just do not get along. I've observed this over and over. It, it, it dictates the job that I do in most cases because I know when it's only women, it's going to be a pro- If it's 10 women and I'm the only man, it's going to be a problem most likely with at least three or four of them. They're not going Operative, to like- but see, a man is there. But it's not see. even about the man. The man has nothing to do with whatever is going on amongst these women, they but just trust don't me, like each other. But trust me, the, the involvement of at least one man, the potential of any man being a part of that scenario changes the texture. If you have, I, going back to my example, not, four but, years. But not in that particular setting, though. Not, okay. Not in, right. in that setting, that a man has nothing to do. But you're there. And you're a man. Only you're there. And you're a man. Only. But a you're there. But you're there. there. That's all that. That's all that it takes. But you're saying if, you don't get it. You if do the woman not doesn't get it. like the way the other woman talks, that that doesn't have anything to do with that man. But that's it the does. Woman and that woman. But it does. The influence of a man in the environment starts to bring out what women have, the issues we have with each other. Times we're trying to make, we're trying to say one is better than the other for men. We have issues with each other because of male influence. You think that's I know it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense to you, but I'm, I'm telling you. I went, and I don't know how many of these of our listeners have been in the situation with me to see what I mean. But when you completely remove men, any of any available man, any potential, like, okay, maybe if you were 100 years old and you were standing there, that might be different. But you are a younger, you know, warm-blooded, handsome, seemingly available man, even if you were married, same thing. But even if you weren't, even if you were married, because, you know, women seem to like that too. Point is, <laughs> any man that they see, and it's so, it's, you know what, the thing is, women will deny this because it's so subconscious. It's like we don't even get it. We don't get it until you see what I mean when you remove men. You've got to remove them to see how different we are when you all are not around at all, we become more collective. We do because there's no influence. The fact that you're there, there's somebody in that group that sees you, whether you are actively participating or not, whether you're just on the peripheral. We see that as you are potentially a suitor. You're potentially someone that we can impress even if it's not anything deep, 
It doesn't, like, not every woman is, like, trying to get a man to have sex with or even have a relationship with. Some women just want a man to make them feel good in a moment. All right. Just, to, I have, just so that I she can something. feel attractive. I have okay. something to dispel your theory. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Lesbian relationships. That's different. It is not different. It is. Two emotional ass women. Different. That are more domestically abusive towards each other okay. than a male female relationship. They're very it's a different it's a different conversation when we're talking about women who do not have an attraction towards men. Who don't have an attraction towards men? We're talking about if you're talking about truly lesbian women. You know, like women who have no inclination, attraction, desire. And have attraction. They all lesbian women are getting dick. And I'm talking real dick, too. I ain't talking plastic dick. I'm talking real hard. I'm putting this dick. out. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to argue with you on it. I'm not an expert on lesbian. You know I love to do okay? research, right? I know you love to do research. I know you, you probably you, have some hands-on research, you, too. I didn't tell you that I've been researching this. You did not tell I've me that. I've come across a study that has shown that in the past three years, pregnant lesbian women have increased by 55%. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, you know, I would say I'm not going to disagree. I've had conversations with women. Um, I'm not a woman who attracts lesbian women, all right? I, I'm just going to say that. I know there are lots of women who attract lesbian women, and I'm not one of them. I have a friend who attracts lesbian women. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about her, but they want they want some of her, okay? They don't want none of me. I don't know what it is, okay? I mean, I'm a woman who attracts women. Women are attracted to me, but they're not lesbian. I just think that I'm someone who women look at and think I'm beautiful. They just I, – I attract women, but I'm talking about this friend of mine, lesbians are attracted to her, sexually, physically, whatever. And they're kind of pushy about it. Now, why does this matter? Well, oftentimes she finds that because of this, like let's say she has a friend who's lesbian, um, that friend will be with someone. Her friend is a more feminine lesbian. So they'll be her friend will be involved with someone who's butcher more butch and I'm I don't know if I'm using the right language anymore because there's a lot of things have changed and I know so if I'm offended I'm offended anybody I'm sorry no, no, but no, a no, more masculine term. lesbian okay I'll say it a butch okay so my thing is this the more masculine lesbian will have problems with my friend being near their girlfriend for some reason. And that makes the more masculine lesbian much more territorial and borderline abusive. And who knows, it might be abusive. I've observed personally a relationship dynamic that's very similar where the more masculine 
lesbian had problems with the more feminine lesbian going being out of hair shop and um spending time with a whole bunch of women like she was really worried about it so i'm thinking that the uh, the emotional the jealousy all of the aggressiveness that you are observing may not really have to do it could potentially do with men especially if the lesbian one at least one of the lesbians is a full-blown lesbian like it's the, the other senses that one of them is still into dick in that case she might be very insecure about the possibilities of one of those women going and getting her some dick and as you just said with all your research that's happening so in that case what you're seeing is not being driven by such necessarily a male-driven um, experience. It's about the insecurity of the decision to be involved in this female-female relationship. And I think that that's, I, it, me personally, I think I would be insecure as well. I think there's been discussions about women messing with men who are bi, for instance. So he he goes both ways and whether or not you can handle it and there's a lot of women that express that they would feel insecure because they would be thinking he he goes both ways is he really into me is it going to be easier for him to cheat because he's in the men as well i think we women people look for defined roles it helps them feel more comfortable I don't, really, and I don't know what that new shit is. The <laughs> women are now trying to say that it's okay to be with a man that's bisexual. I think you all, know. they can't even handle a man that have the option of, of having other women. Other women, right. Now you got to deal with the, that man having an option to be with other women and with other men. Yeah. How is that going to work? I think that, it, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make any judgments about. Um, yeah, I'm not. Everybody's lifestyle choices, and it, I'm, I'm sure it works for somebody. Work. No, I'm not saying you're judging. I'm just saying that I'm sure that someone listening possibly has this lifestyle choice, and it may or may not be working for them. I don't know either. I know that the vast majority of women. Um, already we're emotional creatures. So just even just getting back to the lesbian lesbian thing. I think the reason why, not that I'm attracted to women in this way at all anyway, and there's a number of other reasons why I don't think being lesbian would ever work for me. It's just it's not in me. Um, but I think one of the main things is that women can be very emotional. It's sometimes that's said in a negative way. I don't think it is. I think that there's been too much emphasis on some of the negative attributes of being emotional. So, you know, there's that. But one of the negative attributes of that is oftentimes we're more suspicious of our partners when things are happening that are inconsistent. And, and two women who have this emotional issue, um, to me, or emotional output, input, output, um, not issue, I think that makes it more complicated, and this may also be why we see a lot of abuse in women-to-women relationships because, you know, men are often, can often um, pull away. You know, like a woman might get upset 
and the man might say, you know what, fuck this, and might just leave, whereas two women may actually decide to go toe-to-toe. And um, also, like I said, you know, there's a lot of aggression with certain um, people in a, a lesbian relationship because they can't control the environment and they're concerned that their partner isn't fully into this the way that they are. This is what I've observed. I don't know, how, you know, I don't have any research because I'm not researching this. Quite frankly, I'm not going to research lesbian relationships. But I just, what I've seen is that there's a control issue, there's a jealousy issue, there's an insecurity issue amongst women, and you double that up, you know, and it's like a real bad, it's just a, it's probably just not a good situation. And um, I think that if we can have some lesbian callers um, or listeners, if they want to comment um, and let us know what their thoughts are on why there's that. But I think that, you know, getting back to the whole sisterhood thing, not that lesbian, our lesbian sisters can't be a part of our sisterhood. That's part of it. Um, If, you know, you have any thoughts or ideas on ways in which, we can be more collective um, and more unified, um, that would be great. Did you have any other thoughts you wanted to share? I may or may not, but before I go there, I want to ask you a question. Okay. What do you think the end result would be if women were able to achieve true sisterhood? Hmm. You know, every time I think about true sisterhood from a relationship standpoint, I kind of envision, and this is, I don't know, it might blow people's mind that I'm saying that someone who's been married for uh, these yeah, 17 yeah, years. But I imagine a more like poly environment because um, there's not, the whole so you you remove the whole idea of monogamy and the ownership that men have over women the whole construct of marriage and all of that i mean you know those that are in the know can research or have done their research on where marriage came from the whole idea of it why it exists why it doesn't seem to work, the whole monogamy aspect and, and all of that. Um, we're not going to get into that. We don't have time for that. But we're not going to get into, you know, the whole concept. We're not going to get into it, we're not gonna get into it right now, are we? We are not. But I'm okay. about to drive all the way down that street. Okay, all right. But what I envision, to answer your question, mm-hmm. I envision that we become less combative with each other more collective and unified with each other, seeing the benefits of feeding off of of each other, and um, we become more loving and embracing, so we'll become more of a family unit. In that, there's the potential of seeing ourselves be more like sister wives, and I don't want to say sharing a man, because I also think it can go another way. You know, I've envisioned in my life potentially, and I know my husband listens into um, our podcast, but I know that I shared this with him. I can envision me having multiple husbands, okay? And in a perfect world, (laughs) 
if, you know, all these things were lined up and there wasn't this competition and there wasn't jealousy and there wasn't judgment and the society embraced this idea, I envision that women can have multiple husbands and men can have multiple wives and we all work collectively to raise our children, um, improve our community, our resources would be pulled together. I just think that there's so much that could come from us being together as opposed to all these little separate units. And we see already that, um, and this is without me getting too deep, but we see, you know, there's so many single women and women that are just kind of left off, you know, but then there's, they're working really hard to get with these men who are taken. Um, and men also, you know, are working very hard to gain the attention of women that aren't just their wives. Maybe that's because we're we're not doing it the way that we're supposed to, and um, maybe there's a better way. But it's, it seems impossible with the construct because we're against each other. So, you know, with us being against each other, there's pockets of secrets, you know, lies, you know, sneaking with somebody's husband as opposed to loving right. your sister and you all deciding that, you know, together we could be a family. But because, you know, they're sneaking and trying and he's doing, that doesn't work. That kind of poly doesn't that's work. Not poly. And I, that's, that's not, not poly. And I think that's the problem, you know, that people trying to do all this stuff and are keeping the secrets and lying and stuff, and that we'll never be collective in that way. But if it was all on the up and up, if the construct was different, Oh, yeah, I, I could see that being a beautiful thing, but it's not. It's not. So it's, it, I don't, you know, I know there are communities that are able to do that very well, um, but generally they can't let anybody into them, the knowledge of, of what they're doing, because once everybody else gets wind of what they're doing, there's all these judgments and there's, it's just, and it just messes up a good thing. So um, can we ever get to that place? Like, I don't imagine we can, but uh, in a very well, beautiful world, we yeah. Can yeah. Now, I'm listening to you talk, and I'm realizing we have LGBTQI. When are we going to add a P to that motherfucker? <laughs> we I can think do that... everything else but be poly. I'm, and I'm not just speaking men having multiple women. There, you and I had this conversation privately, of course. We're mm-hmm. also talking about where women may have multiple men as well. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, yeah, there's benefits to that. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it, it takes a lot of communication. It takes a lot of understanding. Mm-hmm. In all seriousness, everybody involved would have to research and understand exactly what they're getting into. But it, it would start with a lot of communication. But before we get there, let me address these men. Let me address men. So you talked about sisterhood. I want to talk about brotherhood a little bit. Every man needs a man and or men, whether that's a man of the same age, older, younger, whatever, to look them in the eyes and tell them to shut their bitch ass up. And the reason I'm saying that is similar to what you're saying, where, where men are having all of this input into women's lives, for what? Mm. You, you're upset because she's going to get her hair done too much. So what? 
if that's what makes her feel good and keeps her at peace, so what? She's going to get her hair done, quote, unquote, too much. As long as it's not messing up the finances in the home and all of the bills are paid, there's money in the savings, who cares that she's getting her hair done too much, according to you? Who cares that she's getting her nails done too much, according to you? Who cares that she has too many pairs of shoes, according to you? Again, as long as she's not messing up the finances in the home, there's money in the savings. Oh, the kids are, are fully provided for. Your lifestyle is not being affected in any way because of her choices to do those things. What gives you the right to bitch and complain about the things that she's doing to make herself feel good? Mm-hmm. I used to hate when I was in very, very, very serious relationship going to the supermarket with my woman at that time and watching men sit back and watch the woman lift that heavy case of water and put it in the cart. Mm. Why is the man sitting back and watching the woman do the lifting? Now I start to become confused about who's the woman and who's the man in that relationship. Why are women lifting their laundry up when they're right there in the house? Why are they carrying the laundry back and forth? If she's washing it, the least you could do as a man is at least lift it and take it to wherever it needs to be taken so she could wash it if if she's doing the laundry, if that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Men feel like they have much too much of a leeway to have an opinion about every single thing that women are doing. Men care about what that woman is watching and want to criticize her for watching her entertainment. I may have at one point in my life felt a way about whoever I was with at that time watching too much reality TV, but that was younger me. And that's even if I did care, because I don't even know if I did care for sure, because I'd be way too busy. But even if I did care and voice an opinion those years ago, I can guarantee you I could care less how much reality TV you're watching. As long as you are not interfering with the lifestyle that we have, watch all the reality TV you want, laugh, be happy, enjoy yourself, and do all the things that's going to give you happiness and peace and an escape from the nine-to-five if you're working the nine-to-five or your business if you're running a business or the children because I know that children is a very big responsibility and it should be a a responsibility for men and women, but let's Mm -hmm. be honest, in almost all cases, and I'm saying almost with a, a very heavy emphasis on that word, in almost every case, the woman has much more of a responsibility when it comes to children than men. So if a woman wants to take time out of her day, out of her life, to get some enjoyment in whatever way she chooses to get that enjoyment, as a man, we have to allow her to have that enjoyment because we can't complain about her watching her shows, getting her hair done, whatever she's doing, but then also complain 
because she's talking to us about stuff that we don't care about. You can't have it both ways. Either she's going to watch what she's watching and do whatever she's doing, or she's going to be talking to you about the things that you don't want to hear about. <laughs> Make up your mind. But get you a man, I'm talking to men, men, get you a man in your life that's going to look you in your eyes and tell you that you're tripping, you're bugging out. When you, when you go talk to your homeboy and tell him that you got caught with somebody that you know you shouldn't have been with and your wife found out, and now she's ready to kill you and the other woman, you need your homeboy that's going to tell you, nah, you fucked up this time. You got to make it right. Mm. One thing that I could truly say that I appreciate about the friendship that I have with one of my homeboys, we've always looked each, other's in the, each, looked each other in the eye and told the other, nah, you need to, you need to handle that. You need to make that right. It's a different, it, it hits a man different when another man tells him that. All the women in his life could tell him that woman don't deserve that. You shouldn't treat her that way, whatever, whatever. But when another man tells him, it hits him completely different. We listen with undivided attention when another man calls us out on our bullshit. As a man, we're never going to understand a woman. We will never understand why you did what you did and why you did it the way you did it. But if the finished product is as close to perfection as it could possibly be, why are we critiquing it so hard? Even if it's not as perfect as it could possibly be, encourage her so that way she can keep trying it and eventually she'll get to that perfection that she's seeking. Because as men, we try and fail all the time. We don't just start a business and right away that business is successful. We fail a whole lot before we get to that success part. We get fired from jobs a whole lot before we finally end up somewhere that can keep us around for a little while. We... We come across a lot of money as men. We, it's a well-known fact that women blow a lot of money on fashion and their hair, et cetera, but us men blow a lot of money on, on a lot of bullshit as well. Strip clubs, alcohol, weed, cigarettes, whatever. We spend a lot of me personally sports. We spend a lot of money on things that a woman could never understand, but they aren't they aren't on us to the point where it makes us feel bad about those choices. A woman would accept things about a man that they don't understand a hell of a lot quicker than a man would accept things about a woman that he doesn't understand. So as, as men, we need to get our shit together. Also, we need to be, we need to pull back a little bit. We need to pull back, let that woman do what she does because whether she's doing it for herself or she's doing it with him in mind, if she's doing it with him in mind and he's encouraging her to be better, do better, get better, keep going, once she gets 
to where she's trying to get to, she's going to increase his life like he couldn't have ever imagined. Mm -hmm. The closest thing to God on this planet, in my opinion, is a woman. You destroy the woman, everything crumbles around you, including you. And that's why, as men, we, we feel so fucked up when we do wrong with our women. Because we didn't just destroy her. We destroyed everything around us for that time being. And it takes a lot of alone time for us to get out of that space. It takes us a whole lot of time. Mm -hmm. So instead of destroying, we need to build together. And then maybe one day we can start having those conversations. It all has to be open conversations, though. And if you can't come to an agreement on that, then cool. But at least the conversation was had and an agreement was made one way or the other. But one one thing that we know for sure that is not working is the sneaking and being with other women. We know for sure that that's not working. Right. It can't work because one of the, like, so the whole idea of us not, being a sisterhood or a brotherhood, but specifically how this conversation started was women not being collective and unified with each other, is that in a lot of cases when a woman is with a man who is already with a woman, she, in a lot of cases, not, not always, there are exceptions, I'm, I'm told, um, where in a lot of cases, most of the cases, these women are trying to have a leg up one other woman, and ultimately move into that position. Um, they're not trying to help this the woman, the, the the wife, you know, or the main woman, whatever. But like the first woman, they're not trying to help her in her home, you know, help her please her husband so that their house is better. No, they're trying to help themselves get this man. And that's, like, not a poly type of thinking. In a poly type thinking, and this is without me doing any type of deep research, so, again, if you're a listener and you live a poly life and everything I'm saying is wrong, then, hey, go on, comment in the section below. But um, I would think that what everything you do is for the collective. So... You, the way that you love him, the way that you are with him is so that everybody benefits, that that first wife or woman, that she also benefits from whatever you have going with him, that the whole, the whole world, the whole experience is better from the relationship you're also having with him. But if we're in competition with each other, if we're saying things like, you know, I'm doing stuff for him that she ain't doing, and, you know, like he likes it better when I do this or, you know, I hear that she don't take care of these things. I'm going to take care of it. You know, if it's a competition, if it's a game in that way, then no, like you're not, you're not helping anybody. Like that's only a fight. That's only murder. I mean, let's face it, sisters, like you messing with somebody else's husband is cause for a lot of trouble. I think that we're not really understanding just how crazy people are when you 
mess up their lives and you're you're you got your hand and your pussy in somebody else's relationship. I mean, that's her husband. That's the father of her children. That's her provider. And here you are fucking with it. Okay? So, you know, be careful out there. Um but yeah, the poly life I, I envision isn't like that at all. It you remove a lot of jealousy. You have to remove the jealousy and the competition. It really truly has to be a sisterhood because you're working to benefit everybody. Everybody should benefit from this. And you should be loving that woman. Because at some point that first wife is depending on how this works. Sometimes that first wife is out of her child-rearing years. She's no longer bearing children, possibly, or she's close to the age where she's not going to be. Right. But she has a lot of wisdom. She hasn't been through some things you haven't been through. You have an opportunity to learn from this woman. And she knows that man. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. And not only that, she can help you raise your children. Mm-hmm. She can help you make good business decisions for yourself. She can say, no, baby girl, I tried that. I tried that. That's, you know, uh-uh. Like, she could prepare you in ways. Like, you ha- you could have a big sister or auntie or even a mother figure in this other wife. And so I think we're missing these opportunities. And so even without the whole polyamorous experience, if you remove the idea of there being a man in the mix of this, the idea of sisterhood is that we benefit from each other. The thing that I love so much about spending time with women and most of my relationships with women are with older women. We seem to get along very, very well. There doesn't seem to be competition. Um, They love me. I'm like their little baby girl, and I love learning. So automatically in their presence, I'm listening. The thing that I love about it is that I grow from that. I get so much from that. And then no one's looking at me like, I don't know, we're full of hatred or competition. Like there isn't that. There's not that experience. I just feel a whole bunch of love. I feel like I'm gifted with so much wisdom. I feel like, you know, there's people who have come before me and done things that I'm I'm thinking that I want to try to do. They can either tell me, you know, the benefits or of that or some of the cons of that, like the things that could go wrong. They can be encouraging. I have women my age, like I said, my friends, who are going through it with me. But I think that I have a better experience with older women in the sense that there is not competition or jealousy or I don't know what you call that, but it's just not there with older women. But it it does exist more with younger women. And I experience less of a sisterhood feeling with women my own age than I do with women who are slightly older or very much older than I am. And so I think that even if you remove the romantic element that could exist in a poly experience, just the existence of us being together and being unified could help us be better women. And ultimately, being a better woman helps us to be a better wife, a better mother, better girlfriend. Better sister. Right. All of that. And that's really what I want. I want that for us. Every time we're on this podcast, even though there's a man and woman talking, 
my perspective, my point of view is always to encourage us, um, specifically black women, not that I'm against anyone, any other group of women who is listening in, but I'm a black woman and I advocate for us and I want us to be our very, very best. And my opinions and my views are often so that we can at least have the conversation and then to go further than the conversation, to actually start taking action and moving towards a place where we improve our lives, our situations within ourselves, and within um, our relationships with other people. So that's my goal here on this podcast, not just to have a good time with King. We're going to do that regardless. He and I talk about these topics all the time um, prior to us bringing them to you. But I know that part of um, my goal in sharing it with you is so that you can benefit from these opinions, these thoughts, and that we can, like I said, move beyond conversation and actually start acting on this stuff. So that's all I have. Great episode, great recording with you. Yeah, I loved it. And I really love your uh, feedback with Brotherhood because I think that's something that um, doesn't get talked about a lot. You know, men don't often open up about their relationships with each other, and I love to see it. Like, I love to see strong men um, really communicating with each other and bringing up other strong men. I have a son. I want him to um, benefit from his father, but also from other men in the community that can help bring him to a place where he can – he can be that man that you were talking about, the one that is not afraid to say to his friend, no, nah, you're going the wrong way. You know, this is the way to go. And from a very non-judgmental place, because I think that one of the barriers to all of this, whether it's sisterhood or brotherhood, is that we're often placing judgment. No, you can see wrong with also, and also recognize you either have done wrong or are doing wrong. Being honest with someone about what you see doesn't mean that you can judge them. No, I mean, you've not always been right, and you're not. And there's going to be times where you're not going to be right again. But it doesn't mean that you can't have a conversation and say, I see you, what you're doing is only leading to destruction. Change it, you know what I mean, and do the same for me. Pull me aside when you see that coming from me. So I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you all for listening to The Universe is Talking. And as always, it's a pleasure to have you with us on this journey. We want to hear from you. I've been saying it um, numerous times on the episode. So please leave your thoughts on this topic or any topics that you would like to hear in the comment section below. In the meantime, be sure to like, follow, and share. And until next time, love on each other. <laughs>